Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Welcome to the cafe. Thank you for joining me. Here we are in a multi-part series on King David's instructions for praising God. King David gave us some advice on how to praise God and we need to take him up on it and do it. Here we are talking about calling upon the name of the Lord. Let's pick it up right here. And many people in this world will never get there. I don't know what the percentage is, but a large percentage will never ever get to this point right here to call upon the name of the Lord. And again, without it, how can we properly praise God? Pride gets in the way. People want to take credit. They don't want to give God the credit. They want to give themselves the credit. I mean, can you think about how many award shows there are and how many award ceremonies there are? And it's not just an entertainment or, or sports. I mean, look, look at the corporate America. There's all kinds of awards and all, all these things set up to for people to award people and recognize people. And there's nothing wrong with getting awards. Amen. If I got one, I'd be pretty happy. Amen. But that pride takes over. And instead of saying, God, you did this, man says, wants to say, I did this. And there's a sense of worldliness, you know, giving credit to another source. That's what the world does. And so the world's going to keep doing it. Amen. It would sound odd to give credit to God when the world thinks that you and your own abilities did something when we know better as Christians that all good things come from God. And most importantly, I believe there's great unbelief in those that don't want to praise God. They don't want to praise God because they don't truly believe he is who he says he is. And he's a rewarder of them to diligently seek him. There's great unbelief in the world today. And that leads to lack of fear of God. People don't really believe God is who he says he is. They are willfully ignorant. They realize there's no way that the cloud can turn into the river without an intelligent design. Amen. They realize there's no way uh, that, that mankind can repopulate without an intelligent design. They realize there's no way uh, that, you know, the trees put out the air and they suck in the thing that we breathe out or whatever it is. Okay. I'm not a scientist, but they realize there's no way that all these things just happen. So what they do is they become willfully ignorant. They say, I don't want to hear it. I want to pretend it's not there. Uh, even though it is there, even though the God, not it, but he, he is there. Amen. I want to pretend it didn't happen. And that was going on in the time of Jesus, amen? After he had risen from the grave, what, what did they say? The authorities said, okay, make something up. We're going to bribe everybody. You guys make up a story, right? They just wanted to pretend. He rose from the grave, amen? He said he was going to do it. He did it, and they still didn't want to believe. He was seen by over 500. They didn't want to believe. Historians say that Jesus Christ lived. Some historians will even say that he was risen again, amen? But they still don't want to believe. You got lack of fear of God. And then you have, of course, uh, one of the biggest factors in not calling upon the name of the Lord, deception by the devil. We read that in the scriptures, that the devil blinds the people of this world so that they'll be deceived, that they won't believe in Jesus Christ. And unless God gives them sight, amen, they won't see, they won't understand. And we see the devils doing this to people all across the world, amen. They are blind to the ways of Jesus Christ. Even his chosen people, if you were to witness to a Jew, many of them, uh, you would show them, uh, like say the book of Isaiah and say, this is clearly Jesus. 
they'll say, uh, I don't I don't believe it. It's not that intellectually they don't understand. It's that they have not. It's not their time. Amen. They have not been given the sight to see, so to speak, what the scriptures say, because the Bible tells us that this is the age of grace. This is the church age. Not that a Jewish individual could not be saved but that it's mostly Gentiles being saved, amen, and then we'll have the rapture, we're taken out, and then God turns his attention again to the Jewish people. God is not done dealing with the Jewish people, and many, many will be saved, and I'm excited for them. I'm excited for that time. I've heard I've heard it mentioned that if all the Jewish people were saved in this time, there would be no need for that next time, and so I understand there's a need for that next time, and I see uh, on TV, I see them preparing Rituals, practicing rituals for the temple to be built again on the Temple Mount. Uh, and I see great evangelism happening. There's one, I think, called One for Israel, a great evangelistic organization, from what I can tell, witnessing to the Jewish people. Can I tell you the end times are near when you're seeing these things coming out, that, that you're starting to see the seedlings and the beginnings of uh, the turning to the Jewish people? Guess what? The Gentiles are getting gone soon. Amen. Glory to God. They're getting so- gone soon. But in the meantime, the devil has blinded this world to the things of God. So they look at the calling upon God's name as foolishness, just like the preaching of the cross. They look at it as foolishness. Amen. But think about what God was able to do through David as he called upon the name of the Lord. I mean, I want you to understand that when the Bible tells us to give thanks, we should give thanks. When the Bible tells us to call upon the name of the Lord, we should call upon the name of the Lord. There is power in that. Look at the power of God on David as he called upon the name of the Lord in defeating Goliath as a young man. Did he not say this uncircumcised Philistine, he's talking about my God, I'm going to go wipe him out in the name of my God. And that's what he did. Amen. So David had power in defeating the giant that nobody wanted to face. He even had power in obedience to God when he was running from Saul, King Saul, who wanted to kill him out of jealousy. King Saul had several, or uh, David had several chances to kill King Saul, and David didn't do it. That showed great obedience to God, and that power was by God and from God that he was able to do that. Anyone else that, you know, you're talking about kingdoms, if you look at these Old Testament times, especially in these kingdoms, the way that you became king is you wiped out the old king and everybody that went with the old king, and that's how you did it, amen? And so for David to say, no, I won't do it. This is the man of God, the man that God appointed. That's obedience. And that's God's power in that obedience. There was even God's power for David to repent. The Bible tells us that if David had not repented after his affair with Bathsheba, he would have died. But because he repented, he lived. Well, whose power was that? That was God's power to allow him to repent. Amen. To allow him to do it. In ruling God's people, he had God's power upon him as he called upon the name of the Lord. He had God's power upon him. And in anointing Solomon as his successor, who builds this temple, uh, more beautiful than anything I believe that ever existed, from my understanding, Solomon's temple. David, look at how much David was involved in that. He called upon the name of the Lord, and the Lord answered his prayer and gave him many resources. He was very involved in it, amen, uh, before passing on. That's David calling upon the name of the Lord and being uh, very successful and prosperous because of God's power. So do we think of David as someone special? Or should we not think of David as someone that called upon the name of the Lord and thus was made special? Think about that. Do we think of David as someone special? Or David as someone that called upon the name of the Lord and thus was made special? God knows it's because he called upon the name of the Lord. You can have God's power in your life to transform it entirely. 
God can help you as you call upon him. He can help you in defeating the giants in your life, in work, in school, heartache, depression, drugs, conflict, stress. God can do it. I've seen God do it. I've seen God work absolute miracles, save those that were caught up in occultism, um, deliver those that were on very, very heavy drugs like heroin, uh, opioids. I've seen him do it. Amen. Completely deliver them. Uh, and, and they were in a program that was gospel-based, Bible-based, chapel in the morning, chapel in the night. Oh, they got plenty of God's word and, and they called upon the name of the Lord and the Lord answered them. Amen. And to this day, he gets all the glory for that. I've seen him deliver people from heartache. I've had heartache. I've been through depression and I called upon the name of the Lord and the Lord delivered me and he has blessed me. Oh, he has so blessed me. I could spend hours and days telling you what God's done in my life. He's been so good to me. Even stress. You know, the Bible says that when you pray to God, you will get a peace that surpasses all understanding. Hey, that, that relieves that stress, amen. God's power can transform your life entirely if you let it, if you call upon the name of the Lord. It, it, his power can help you to obey the spirit over the flesh. Just as David obeyed, his power can help you obey the spirit over the flesh. I mean, think about that. Don't you want that kind of power in your life to not turn to the fleshly desires of this world. You know, every single time I'm tempted, because we're all tempted, by the way, even the preacher, especially the preacher, how about that? Every time I'm tempted, at least almost every time that I can think of, I say, God, help me. God, help me. God, keep me on the narrow path. Lord, help me. And you know what he does, amen? And the Bible tells us that he gives us a way out, amen, when we're tempted uh, in little things and big things, whatever it may be. Uh, God's power uh, in allowing you to repent for your sins and be cleansed from all unrighteousness. That's 1 John 1, 9, paraphrased. You can go to God and, and through that power, by calling upon his name's name, you can be cleansed from all your sins. In authority over the people that God puts in your life, he gives you power. If you call upon his name, maybe in work, maybe with a family, maybe in school, peers, you know, you're a leader on the, on the sports team, whatever it may be. God's power can be on you if you call upon his name. And even in wisdom of raising the next generation as God would have you to, as David raised, uh, raised Solomon to be king and to, do, to finish the job and build the temple, that kind of power can be on you. God's power is infinite. What is too hard for God? Jeremiah 32, 17. Ah, Lord, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Call upon the name of the Lord and praise and worship. It is part of it, and without it, there is no more proper praise or worship. Nothing is too hard for God. Finally, make known his deeds. Here, David says, make known his deeds among the people. When was the last time you bragged on God? Think about this. You know, David says part of praising God is making known his deeds among the people. Well, do you do that? If God's done something in your life, are you making it known to others or are you just keeping it to yourself? Now, there's nothing wrong with privately praising God in your prayer time and so forth. That's very good as you call upon the name of the Lord, but also make his deeds known among the people. Brag on God can be a big thing. Okay. I'm free from cancer. Brag on God. It can be a little thing. Uh, they gave me an extra donut, the drive-through brag on God. It can be a wonderful thing. Oh, uh, I just got a promotion. Brag on God. Tell someone about it. It can be, um, a scary thing. 
Oh, uh, I'm going through a trial. Uh, my, my kid brother won't speak to me anymore. Brag on God. Say, God has a plan. God is doing something. Give God the glory. Give God the praise. Talk about Romans 8, 28. You have to understand, God is a God of all power. He is a sovereign God. And when we brag on God, what are we doing? We are acknowledging that sovereign power, are we not? So we are saying that, yes, you are God publicly. We're not ashamed of him, amen. And you are in control. That'll be news to a lot of people that don't don't believe it. And our boldness will then help people that are believers share what God's done in their lives. It can be contagious, amen. And yet our our are talking about what God's done. Our bragging on God can even win the lost because we plant the seed. God does the saving. It, people could be saying this world can't be right. You know, when you investigate this world, it can't be right. But when you look at God, you say, well, that makes sense. And that is right. And here, brother so-and-so or sister so-and-so said, God did this, this, and this for them. I need to know about this God. And as they seek God and God opens their heart and God saves them, you can be part of that, all from bragging on God. It shows his miraculous works in this broken world. Think about how broken the world is today. Is it not? It is the most broken I've ever seen it in my 42 years. And I'll tell you what, God's still working miracles today. Are they not more so miraculous since today is so bad? Amen. You know, they say it's the terrible time to buy a car, right? And you have someone that gets a car and it's like an amazing price. You say, how on earth they do it? That must have been God. Or it's a terrible time to get a house and someone gets a house and the Lord blesses. Uh, you brag on God or not material things. You know, you, uh, you see just so much falling away and yet a church sparks a revival and people are getting saved. Amen. And they're hitting attendance records in the midst of all of this craziness. You got to brag on God. Amen. So are you bragging on him today? You need to be, we need to brag on God. We need to tell others the great deeds that God has done in our lives. Now this wraps up today's, uh, part Tune in next time for the finale of David's Instructions to Praise God. Thank you for joining us. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119, verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.